Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dad's Net Original Podcast. JK and Al's Top 5. This week, it's the Top 5. Today, we're going to split opinions. We're going to split hairs. We're going to split JK wide open because it's Top 5 Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Yeah, and some of these, mate, are going to make you absolutely outraged. What, that this podcast is actually not bad? Is that an unpopular opinion? <laughs> that is an unpopular opinion. It really is, yeah. That's but I don't believe that that's opinion. in there, so yeah. Yeah, uh, unfortunately it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, the unpopular opinion would be mentioning this podcast. <laughs> uh, right, number one. I've got a lot to say about this. I don't think you'll be able to pass comment, but I've got a lot to say. James Corden, this is from Rob. James Corden is a British comic icon and should be knighted. I do think there's a place for James Corden, and I think the bin. No, I you see, I, I've, I've interviewed him a few times. I lived by him. I lived in Beaconsfield in mm. Buckinghamshire, mm. and he lived above the Chinese restaurant for a while. Um, and we, I, I remember me. Um, I am going to drop a name here. And Vernon Kay were on a night out, yeah. and he was in Bar Med in Beaconsfield. Yeah, Bar Med. Bar Med. <laughs> I know. It's now a revolution. It couldn't be anywhere further than the Mediterranean. But I, yeah, you see, I th- I like it. Like, did you watch the final Late Late Show? No. It was incredible. The production values were amazing. Well, of Tom, course it was. Tom no, Cruise is on there. Any, any person on there yeah, would but, be good. But it's okay. That's like saying that you and I could pair up with anyone else. Could. You have a chemistry. Well, I know that. But we, they, they have a chemistry. You know, him and Tom Cruise, that scene they did where they were in Lion King in the musical. And the I tell you broad- why it was so, amazing. The reason why he's so good is, is because he does not give a monkey's what... He's got so much self-confidence. Publicly. That's why. Because... If anyone else, even like someone who's used to interviewing people, even like yourself, Tom Cruise is in the building, you'd still have that element of, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Blimey. I still think he has, though. No, he doesn't. He doesn't give a... He doesn't care. How do you know? You're not in his brain. You don't know what anxiety he's going through, <laughs> if he's going through any at all. There's a lot... That, I mean, what happened with the um, restaurant? Restaurant owner said he was the rudest yeah, person but, he's okay, ever seen. We, uh, right, okay. I, I wasn't there. I don't know. I can't comment. But have you have you never ever been rude in a restaurant if your I'm food's always been rude. shy? Well, well, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not in the limelight. No, but I'm you not a role you, model. Yeah, exactly. I'm not someone who should be. But you won't get caught out because yes, you're not exactly. in the limelight. Unless I'm with you and I'll go, that's bang out of order, Al. 
Say sorry now. Yeah, I'm also not that rude, just for the record. <laughs> uh, also, the rumours were that the only reason he went to America was because no one in the UK would produce him. Now, that's a rumour. I don't know whether that's true or not. But you say that, though. Gavin and Stacey was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know? and he had a rise to fame, and then he did all the um, the charity bits on the football stuff when he was in England, and he did the England team and all of that. What was that? Children in Need or one of those? Soccer Aid. So- uh, was it Red Nose Day? Might have been. I don't know. Anyway, he did all that kind of stuff. He had his show over. He, he, he kind of did all that, and then apparently everyone just said, I'm not, I don't want to work with him. So he had to go to America. I, look, we don't know what happened, but I I think there's a place for James Corden. Do you think that he's a comic icon and should be knighted? I think he's definitely, he's definitely got a place somewhere. Yeah, I think he is. Well, look, Gavin and Stacey is huge. Absolutely huge. And for that alone, you know, he should be, yeah, he should be known. I think he should be known. I, I don't think it, like there's a place, but I don't think he should be knighted. So sorry, Rob, I disagree. Okay. I'll be ending it there. We'll end it there. Yeah. <laughs> Do I think he should be knighted? I, I, no. Do, well, I, I, what does it matter if you're knighted well, anyway? Who yeah. cares? I'm, I'm also just, I mean, I, I'm going to caveat that with there are some absolute schleps who have been knighted. Yes. So, so if you're going with the current parameters, then maybe he should. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into exactly who, but some of that list is ridiculous. Um, okay, uh, from Angel's Heart. I don't know if that's a name or a, I don't know, but that's what it says. From Angel's Heart, this is number two. Schools should teach life skills. I've never needed the periodic table or remembering all 23 helping verbs, but I'd love to know basic electrical, plumbing and drywall. Th- things most people who own a house would need to know. Paying bills, planning vacation, cost of a child, no. I got to learn what the inside of a frog looked like. <laughs> I remember that. The dissection day. Where they where they got where basically in this weird cupboard underneath Miss Heron's biology counter. Yeah. She under the pad, a padlock. Yeah. And in there are fermented animals, pickled yeah. animals. Yeah. I mean, what was all that about? Right. I don't think that that's that unpopular. I think I agree with all that. I I I do agree with it to an extent. I think there's certainly more room for a lot of that life stuff in schools, certainly. And Without life doubt. application. However, let's take the dissecting of a frog. The the skills that you would have experienced by doing that activity will have provided you with the understanding and and the skills to then do that elsewhere. So for example, if in if the task with the periodic table she mentions that uh, they, I don't know who it is. Uh, if if there are, uh, you know, whatever that example is, if the exercise there is to find out which metals are which and what's the, what the little things are for that, and you have to go and find out it, that's a skill. This is coming from a teacher, by the way, a former teacher. So when you need to then find out about drywall, that you know how to find out about drywall. No, I agree with all that, but I think we need to have a happy medium here. Yes, I understand. We still need maths. We still need English. I'll give an example. The other day, I'm, I'm currently having some work done at my house and what the builder wrote on the wall for, he, he was doing a pitched roof or something and the angles that he had to get to yeah. make sure he didn't hit the window but to have it at the exact thing that building regulations yeah. had. I'm like, ah, okay, now you see that's where maths come in. Yeah. That's where you need stuff like that. You know, I, I, I get all that but I think we do too much of that stuff and not enough of 
stuff that we are doing now in our yeah. day-to-day family lives. Well, I think that I think for me, it's the contextualizing it. That's what we don't do in school. We say, "Here's a task," and the children, and as parents, our children have no idea of why they're doing that. Algebra yep. comes up all the time, and I've never used algebra. No, never. But there are benefits for well, learning no, algebra. Certain people will need to know algebra for yeah. what they do. But even even that basic understanding of x equals y or whatever it is, even that basic understanding has given me some skills that I will have used if I was a builder to then base yeah. off what I do need to know. So but the, but people don't contextualize that. So in the classroom when when you're doing algebra the teacher should be saying the reason we're doing this is because maths is all around us. When you grow up whatever your job is, mm. you will need some sort of maths and this is a part of maths that you're learning some skills that you can then transfer into those other life components and i do like what that person said there about how you know being a plumber electrician or whatever or plasterer can you remember when, like when covid hit and people when when shit hit the fan and, and we needed money yeah a lot of people were doing online courses to yeah. become a plumber or to be an electrician yeah. or to be a plasterer because they're we not know going away are they no exactly <laughs> so is it should we be should more of that be in you know the the, the school What's the word I'm looking for? You see, I should have gone to school. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Um, Yeah. Number three. This is from Cameron. I don't even know what he's talking about here, so you'll have to help me out. Fairy Tale of New York is a shite Christmas song. (laughs) You know what this song is, though, don't you? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Not by name. It was Christmas. It's a shite song. In the drunk time. He's completely... I mean, that's so accurate. People don't really play it now because of, obviously, the line in it. Which um, is uh, not PC anymore. Uh, they, they, I think I know this one. Yeah, yeah. The F word. Yes, yeah. Got it. Uh, and We won't be saying it on this podcast. <laughs> we don't want to get cancelled. There have been some edits, but people... And that's the problem, where some people want it played, because when it originally came out, that's the way the song yeah. was, and it was different back then. And a lot... And, and you know, people new to the song yeah. want it taken out. I don't care either I, way, you know. I think that there is a sex sector of society who this song is for at Christmas. And it's those people who on Christmas get blind drunk, angry and sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh. they put this song on yeah. and it's uh, their, it's their song. <laughs> yeah, like sit country. I think that's something because most Christmas is like jolly and upbeat and exciting and happy and magical. Not. I mean, okay, this is an unpopular opinion. Cliff Richard's Saviour's Day is a hundred times better than that song. <laughs> It's my favourite Christmas song. It's actually. That and A Spaceman Came Travelling. I think I know that one. And Greg Lake, I believe in Father Christmas. Oh, you're Christmas. You're, I mean, I know you're a disc jockey. And John Evangelis, I find my, I find my way home. But your knowledge of um, Christmas songs is pretty extensive. Oh, I mean, well, you, you being a former religious person, I mean, Saviour's Day, I don't care what the religion behind it is. I'm not religious. But what a banger. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, I know that. You're what's called a hypocrite. Open your eyes aren't you? for Saviour's Day. Isn't it? That's, that's the word for you, hypocrite. Oh, yeah, well, if you want to. You yeah. and people who want to celebrate Christmas but have nothing to do with the origin. Actually, the origin is a pagan. Mate, <laughs> it's about presents and food. <laughs> Shut your face. What? And sit when, down on Christmas Day and he, watching Star Wars. Here's, number, here's a popular opinion. Christmas songs should not be allowed to be played before the last week of November at earliest. December only. December, that's it. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Whereas as you probably start playing them on heart and that's aren't not you? my decision. There's a head of music. <laughs> All right, you just press play. And can I give Russ a big shout out because he lives in Tunbridge Wells? <laughs> Does he? Yeah, Gow Town. Yeah. The head of yeah. music at heart lives in Tunbridge Wells. He's in your neck of the woods. What's his name? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you his whole name. Russ. You address? need to know him as Russ. What's his address? Because <laughs> I don't know. I'll look him up. I know a Russ. Different Russ. Russ Gibson. That's the Russ I know. No, that's not the one. Uh, right. Number, where are we at? Number four. Uh, this is from Mike. Oh, this is a tough one. Ed Sheeran is massively overrated. No. No, no, no. I don't care what you... I don't care. <laughs> no, he is... I'm going to go right now. This is, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. He's a legend. And the word legend, you can't bound around easily. What he's done for, for UK music, he's talented. He plays his, in, his own instruments. When you watch him live, yeah. he is spot on. His acoustics, everything about him. And I'm not the biggest Ed Sheeran fan. The current album with the, the tracks like Bad Habits, Eyes Closed, that th- this is my sort of Ed Sheeran music. I lo- Bad Habits is one of my... Mm. I put Bad Habits up there as one of my top 20 favourite songs ever it's such a when you strip that song down for everything that it is never heard of it you know it's fantastic you would recognise it but no Ed Sheeran deserves everything that he's got in legendary status I would I would I would agree with you and and not um, Mike I I, I don't think he is uh, overrated I think he's in some ways, underrated. When you think about the people who are overrated, Nicki Minaj's of the world, right. who aren't, I don't think, are especially talented, who are produced up because they have to be. Mm. They need to have a big production because, let's face it, there's not much else holding the, the attention of the crowd. Maybe Nicki Minaj <laughs> has something else that may <laughs> carry, carry on, Grandad. <laughs> But like you say, he's talented. He plays his own music. He, yeah. I think he does a lot of the production himself. Yeah, he's he versatile. Does. He bridges um, bridges between genres mm. really well. He's good. He's very talented. He collaborates with very savvy people. And yeah. That's not because he wants to be popular. You know, I'd, I'd go as far as saying when he did the Christmas song, back on the Christmas songs, with Elton John. Yeah. Elton John was probably more happy that Ed yeah. did it than the other way yeah, around. Yeah. You know, that, no. I mean, that's why I turned Ed down for that collaboration. Did you? Yeah. No, I think Ed Sheeran, phenomenal. And I'm sorry, you cannot complain, and you can't. You can't argue with popularity. No. You can't argue with the sales figures. You can't argue no, 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 with. Exactly. You just can't. And, and let's face it, Mike. If you were on a, you know, if you were on your six-hour family holiday drive, right, and your wife insists on playing, and the kids would love Ed Sheeran too. Yes. And your wife insists on playing, can I say... Bad Habits. BBC Radio 1. Well, why would you say Radio 1? Why wouldn't you say Heart? Because she insists on Radio 1. Well, Heart, believe me, play a lot of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> well, this is the thing. You, you, I'm very grateful when an Ed Sheeran song comes on. I think, oh God, this, song, this, is, this journey's perked up. <laughs> the rest of the time, I'm driving myself into the barriers. <laughs> Not the same song again. <laughs> right, come on, we'll crack, let's crack on to the sorry, next sorry, one. Sorry. Uh, number, this is a long episode. And number five from Damien, Star Wars is highly overrated and they should have stopped at the first one. Yes. Oh! 100%. Really? Yes. And I only watched the first one because it was on at Christmas Day in whatever year it was in the 80s. Wow. I, I don't, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I don't get it. And I also think that Star Wars fans forget about Jar Jar Binks. 
It's it's not. It is. What is it? No, it's overrated. Yeah. It's not great. It's I, not. I, I liked the Atats. I liked the X-Wing. I, I believe that might have been Return of the Jedi. I, you know, I like the Ewoks. Ask me if I've ever seen a complete Star Wars film from start mm. to finish. No. I think we've just lost a lot of listeners. <laughs> no, Star Wars, no. Back no. to the Future, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think some of it, I think, I think they're dragging it out. I think that's my problem now with Star Wars. They're dragging oh, it out. It's like the cloth in the sink. They're rinsing it and trying yeah. to get a bit more yeah, out. Exactly. No. And it's a bit, it's the same with all these friggin' Marvel movies and DC movies now. Mm. No. Yeah. It's lazy. Well, there we go. That's the place to stop, isn't it? It's a very good place to stop. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, download, and share with your friends, because the more listeners, the better. Yeah. May the 4th be with you. Actually, tomorrow is May the 4th. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, my God, it is. At the time of recording. We're recording this at the 3rd of May. Tomorrow is May the 4th. A Dad's Net original podcast.